Welcome back to A Lonely 20-something. It is 11 p.m. on a Sunday, but I'm up and all I want to do is hang out with you guys. I'm going to be honest, we're about five episodes in now and I haven't figured this out. (laughs) I haven't figured out my Instagram. I haven't figured out whether I'm actually able to provide value to guys, but all I know is that I want to. Um, And I feel like that's a good start. So thank you all for listening. Thank you for bearing with me. I'm trying to build something pretty cool for all of us here. Um, And I'd love to hear your feedback and your thoughts in the comments below. Um, But updates. It has been a wild couple of weeks. The sun is back and it is my all-time favorite season, which is spring. Seasonal depression is turning into seasonal optimism. (laughs) Um, I messed up, guys, and I slightly caught feelings for this guy who I don't know whether or not he's interested. He's very confusing and he sends a lot of mixed signals, but I think that's enough for me to know that he's not worth getting invested in. Um, But as unemotional and as uncharacteristic as it is for me to catch feelings, the heart wants what the heart wants. So just bear with me while I try and get over this. Um, I'm coming out of a semi-obsession, but a dating episode is coming soon. So hopefully he will not be the topic of that episode. Um, but I I do have a lot of experiences trying to date while also being new to a city and building all other aspects of my life. And I think it'll be cool for us to chat about that in the near future. I'm also coming out of making a big decision. So since I graduated in May of 2017, I haven't stayed in one place for too long. Right now, I'm at about six to like seven months in Oklahoma City, which is actually the longest I've settled in one place. Um, and about a week ago, not even, I thought I was two weeks away from trading all of that in for a new job, a new start, a new city. Um, I thought I was going to move to LA. Um, And the weird thing is as much as I focus on how unsettled I am here and how difficult this move to Oklahoma City was for me and how I still don't really feel like I have my footing here, I actually started thinking of all the things here that I would have to say goodbye to kind of in the middle Um, in the middle of them, my improv class, my improv troupe, like my psycho ball routine and teachers and classmates who might not even know me, but they're people who I see every single week and I'm motivated by my team, my coworkers, like my apartment building, all these things that, I don't know, I guess when I think about my life in Oklahoma City, I don't immediately think of as strongholds in my life, but they are. I finally started to build some routine and I think there's actually a lot more here that I would have to say goodbye to than I ever really anticipated. So it turns out that when I'm actually confronted with it, I don't think I want to or I'm ready for a change. Um, And if I am, I need it kind of one step at a time, one dose at a time. So maybe I move, but I need to be with the same company um, in a new city. You know, this job that I was considering moving to LA for just ended up not being all that I thought it was. But I'm glad that I faced that to come face to face with the fact that I'm actually, I've actually built a lot more here than I ever thought I had. And that I'm kind of tired a little bit of that transient life. And I'm excited to be somewhere for a little bit longer. Um, I think another point of that is I don't feel like I've 
overcome all the challenges that Oklahoma City has presented to me. So I feel like if I left Oklahoma City today, and like I said, I still don't feel super settled, part of me would be mad at myself for not really overcoming that, for not really building a big life here or feeling like I have, you know, a strong group of friends. It kind of would be leaving in the middle of the challenge, and that's very much not me. Um, but I also had a bit of a breakthrough on what I think I want to do next. Um, I am an adventurer and I chase the idea of being somewhere new and starting from scratch and the excitement that comes with that. Um, and for that reason, I was kind of against moving to New York where I'm close to home. I have some familiar, some familiarity. Um, I know a bunch of people there and I kind of, when I think about moving to New York, I have an idea of what my life would look like. I could picture myself on any given weekend and know the bars that I'd be at and the people that I'd be with. But por que no los dos? You know, I've been thinking that I kind of want to experience living in a place where I know people and I have friends from high school and college and camp and work all in one place and I can stay booked and busy with minimal effort. And I think I want that time too. Uh, heading back out into my exploration phase, I can do that always, maybe a few years after living in New York when all my friends are leaving in New York. Um, but why not get that experience as well in the same vein as getting that uncomfortable experience? I think both are important. And that kind of leads into today's topic, which is the idea of home. What is home? <laughs> how do we build it? And how do we make experiences where we feel like they might be temporary, still feel like home. I should preface this episode by saying I've always been bad at this. It took my college roommates and I an entire year to get living room furniture. We had this large, empty, cold, beige carpeted space and we would actually have company over and expect them to feel comfortable when we didn't even feel comfortable in our own home. Um, What we learned and realized is that it had a huge impact on our mental health and the health of our home environment. So it was cold, it was non-communal, it was sad, and because of it, we were always hauled up in our own rooms, like cuddled up in our beds or our own spaces, and I never knew when my roommates were home. We never had kind of a shared space to debrief our days, to laugh, to do homework together, and that should have been my first lesson in the fact that the effort we put into building our home can have a huge impact in our lived experiences. So about a year ago, when I was thinking about moving into my first unfurnished solo apartment in Tulsa, Oklahoma, my philosophy was that all I needed was the bare minimum. One, because I felt like it was temporary. When I first moved to Tulsa, I was thinking, you know, maybe I'll hate it and leave it you know, within the first month, but also because furnishing an apartment by yourself at 22 is daunting. You know, you don't know how much money to spend or how much to invest and what an apartment's actually supposed to look like. So I guess I was kind of scared too. Um, So on my list, I knew I needed a bed. I knew I needed a nightstand. And just because I had that experience from college, I knew I needed at least a couch. But I didn't want any wall art. I didn't want any furniture for guests because I was convinced that I would always be alone. I didn't want like an abundance of pillows or anything that would make the apartment, you know, particularly comfortable. And the result was that my apartment looked like that. Um, It looked sterile. One of my guests even told me that my apartment looked like a waiting room. Um, And to be honest, that was not something I could dispute. Like I, I completely got where he was coming from. And so 
the question was like how I mean the question in hindsight that I'm realizing was how was I supposed to motivate myself to meet new people and to invite them over when I had specifically built a space against that and how was I supposed to feel comfortable in this new home when I specifically built a space that wasn't comfortable it never felt like home because there was no hint of me in it and there was no indication that it was a lived space or a space that I particularly owned and every time I would think about buying something new or even considering um, adding something to the collection I thought well I'm just gonna have to throw this out when I leave Oklahoma or is this something I would actually throw in a moving truck when I leave Oklahoma? And I realized that was such an unhealthy way to live because whether I want to live here long term or not, I live here. And so there's no point in making myself uncomfortable um, with the idea that maybe, you know, in the next few months, but it could be a year or two years, I would leave. And I'm not going to lie, my home still isn't super homey, but I've added. Um, I have plants that I've grown from scratch that sit in my bedroom windowsill. Check out my Instagram for updates. (laughs) And I'm constantly working on more greenery. To be honest, this is a category where I still kind of struggle with thinking that it's temporary. And because the fact that plants are so freaking expensive, I still only have three. And then I have three artificial plants. And along those same lines, I've highly considered getting a pet fish. I just know responsibly Um, That might be taking the, you know, in quotations, home thing too far. I still probably travel way too often on the weekends. um, And I still don't know if I'd be able to commit to a fish, but that's definitely a pipeline dream. I don't know if you guys can relate, but I think as an older sibling, there's something about coming home and having something to take care of, something living that needs me, that just feels so right and feels so homey. Um, So I think that's where the greenery is so, so important to me. But I also, I think that's where I kind of long for a pet fish something living here. (laughs) Um, I have, you know, more wall art. I have two vision boards that hang in my room that are actually so personal, but I really enjoy them. And I have a board that where I write quotes that motivate me through whatever I'm going through right now. Um, I have a space in my living room that has pinned, you know, art, um, and quotes and things that are important to me. I have a chalkboard where I keep, you know, important, updates in my life or to-do lists. My refrigerator is now decorated with pictures and memories and notes and things I've collected throughout my time here. I have candles galore. Those are my favorite thing to go shopping for. I actually haven't gotten to go in a while because I really went overboard the last time I was in Target. Um, But I have a favorite one for every room. So there's actually a noticeable scent to every room uh, that people can recognize if they travel, you know, from my living room to my bathroom to my bedroom. Um, I bought a first aid kit, guys, that I keep on hand in case of an emergency. If that isn't domestication, I don't know what is. (laughs) I have a closet full of cleaning supplies that are literally just in case, um, which I know seems small, but it screams long-term commitment to me. Um, There are things, you know, I saw on Target that were like, maybe I'll need this one day, which is so different from the way that I started off my time in Tulsa. Now when I see, you know, pretty things that inspire me, I bring them home. And when my friends walk in, as few of them as there may be, they ask me questions about the things in my space and they evoke personal stories and hobbies and feelings, which is really, really hard for me, but good because that's how I know that this is my space and that's how I know that it screams me. And if someone were to walk in here without me, they would have an essence of me, which is, you know, 
less sterile than the waiting rooms I started off with. And the, I think the last thing that I'm really working on, and I'd love you guys' input on this, is that I spend way too much time in my bedroom. Um, and I really would like to spend more time in my living room, but I don't think that there's as much activity or things that I know that I can do out there than I know I can do in my bed. Um, because I don't have a TV, I watch my TV on my laptop. Um, and I get into this funk of coming home and hopping into bed and typing away or watching TV in bed. And this is why I always fall asleep with my makeup on. But outside of that, like, I want to be active in my space and I want to bounce around and feel comfortable in a lot of different places. And I feel like the, you know, falling right into bed after work thing is limiting that. Um, so I've considered getting a TV in my living room so I can just hook up my laptop with an HDMI just to shake it up a little bit. Um, I think that this would also help with my living room feeling like a waiting room, but I haven't decided whether or not to take the leap. Um, I'm open to putting this and the fish situation up to a vote. So let me know what you guys think in the comments. Um, but all of this to say, I feel more home. I feel more personal but I'm still thinking about ways in which I can change up my space to change up my mental health, my comfort level, and my quality of life in Oklahoma. I'm still figuring it out. So let me know in the comments about your space. How has your home impacted your life and your ability to settle or be happy where you are? Also, feel free to DM me. My Instagram is alonely20something. I feel like I never shout that out, but I want to keep the conversation going. I think it's so interesting the ways in which we create our spaces impact our entire lives. Um, and we all have different ones, so I'd love to hear about yours. Um, I'll share some pictures of my walls and my decorations to help you get an idea of all the things I'm talking about. Um, and I'd love to see, again, yours. Um, lipes, like, not lipe, subscribe. And I'll see you in the next episode. Yay!